was going to be in the Psalms. But I don't like to preach on current events or anything like that, but we have a baptism this morning. So, I know. Uh, if you will, turn to Matthew 28. I don't, on my <clears throat> notes, I always have a title, text, date, and location. And that way when I can go back and see what I preached where and when and all those things. And so the title is Command of Baptism. The Command of Baptism. And my text is the New Testament. I, just, I didn't know what to put there. We're going to turn a lot. It's a topical message. So I think I got today's date right. <laughs> Matthew 28. We quote things, as I've been bringing up lately, the context, the context. The Lord said, lo, I am with you always. That doesn't mean the Lord saves somebody and they move off to a tropical island somewhere and they don't serve him and they don't do anything ever again. We've got to look at the context of what he says. There's some concerns we have. Matthew 28, verse 18. Here's the church's marching orders. Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. He's reminding them. He's God. God's speaking to them. Verse 19 says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations. Now, if you've got a marginal reference Bible, that word teach means make disciples. Go ye therefore and make disciples in all nations, baptizing them. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, how are we going to do that, Lord? Who's sufficient for these things to serve you? And to go into all the world and, and to preach. That's, that's how disciples are made. God the Holy Spirit makes them through the preaching of truth. How am I going to do that? How am I going to teach them anything? What, what's he command? What's the law? What's Lord's law? Every word that come out of his mouth. Isn't it? Every, every word here. How am I going? That's a lot. <laughs> Where do I start? How do I go through these things? And he said, don't worry about that. I'm with you always. How long? Until the end of the world. We don't go and teach people things. And then baptize them, and then they become disciples. They become believers. No. That's not what he said. That's not what we do. We preach the word. We preach the gospel. And, and I don't know who the Holy Ghost has plowed their ground. I just broadcast seed. I just throw it out there. Right? Cast in a net. And as he sees fit, he'll cover it up make it grow. Holy Ghost makes disciples they believe then when they believe we baptize them we're going to see why what that means and then we teach them like the lord saves somebody through the preaching of the truth the preaching of the gospel they profess him in believers baptism these words are specific <laughs> believers baptism and then teach them teach them what the lord says as he teaches us Teach them. The Holy Ghost makes disciples through the preaching of the gospel. He sends a man after his own heart and knits his heart to the sheep that he oversees. A pastor is somebody you hire or vote on. That's a, a gift of God uh, to knit the hearts together, to knit them together. But what about this baptizing? 
We know we know what teaching is. We go to school for that. We know what preaching is. You can thousands and thousands of good messages we could listen to and people around. What's this baptism? Baptism is a public declaration of something that's already taken place. You get that? It's a declaration publicly of something that's already taken place. It's an outward expression of an inward work. Mankind does this. Mankind understands this. We get this. People mock it, but we get it. We understand this. There's a public declaration of love when you have a wedding. You don't get married and then you fall in love. I hope not. (laughs) You're in love and then you have a public ceremony, a public declaration of a love that's already there. We understand that. Property. You buy a piece of property. There is a public record, isn't it? Do you get a deed for a property and then... Well, you can pay for it in 10 years if you feel like it. No, you, it's, a, it's a transaction that's already took place. Now give me my, my record of deed, my public deed, record of deed. We understand there's some places, I don't know here, they used to have it in newspapers. The transaction, when real estate's bought or sold, it's in the newspaper. There's a public declaration of it. Degree-granting institutions, colleges. Kimberly's working through college right now. When she graduates, she's going to get a degree from that institution. They will confess her. They'll say she has met all the requirements previously. She now has a master's in this field of study. It's something that's, and you'll declare it to them. You'll be there and say, I did it. I walk a stage. We get that, don't we? It's, you don't walk a stage and graduate and you ain't been to school yet. It happens after. How is this done? Baptism is this public confession. How is it done? What's the mode of baptism. I gave you that book of Dawn's. It's chapter 10's baptism. I'm not following it too close this time. I've preached from this twice already. But uh, I loved what he said. He goes, immersion is not a mode of baptism. Immersion is baptism. Immersion is baptism. It ought not have to be said in this day, but it needs said in 1600 when these scriptures were written by people that believed in sprinkling. The Church of England translated this to the King James Bible. And I'll give them credit. They, they, they wrote down what it said. They didn't believe it, but they wrote it down. They were accurate, weren't they? I'll give them that. Baptismo. <laughs> it, it's a transliteration, not a translation. They didn't know how to say it. It means immersion. You're submerged. Didn't Turn over to Romans 6. Romans 6, verse 3. Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death, into his death? Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism unto death. That like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. We're buried with him, by baptism, into death. That's what this is showing. When we bury someone, I hope this is plain and simple and we understand what words mean. We have to define our terms. What's buried mean? Well, if somebody dies, do you just put a little bit of dirt on their head? That's ridiculous, isn't it? When they die, do you just sprinkle a little bit of dirt on their feet? No, you bury them. Why? Because they stink. They're going to start stinking. Because we're sin, isn't it? 
That's why we had to get in that grave. Sin's got to be dealt with. And that's what I am. And I can't bear it. Somebody else had to. I had to be saved by the life of another, didn't I? We bury him. Totally buried. And at Lord's table, we show his death until he comes. Don't we? That's, what, that's the first ordinance. What's the other ordinance? Baptism. In baptism, we show our death in him. We show our death in him. Why be baptized? Why would you do such a thing? People's going to make fun of us, isn't it? The Greeks will think this is foolish. We're grown-ups, and we're getting into water, and what's, what's all this about? Why do it? <laughs> Why? Why would you be baptized? Turn over to Matthew chapter 3. At 30 years of age, not a baby, not, not a two-year-old, at 30 years of age, God Almighty was baptized. Our Lord was baptized. Look here, Matthew 3, verse 13. Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, here he didn't rebuke him, did he? He declared his need. John declared his need. I have need to be baptized of thee, and thou comest to me. I'm a worm. I ain't nothing but a voice. You're the lamb. You're God. I need you to baptize me. And Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer it to be so now. Shut up and do it. <laughs> Shut up and do it. For thus it becometh us. To fulfill all righteousness. He said, John, this is necessary to fulfill righteousness in the unity of me and my people, you being one of them. Then he suffered him. He bowed to it. He bowed to that Savior's substitution. The life that he lived for us on our behalf and the death he was going to die. That baptism of the Holy Spirit he had to endure. Can you be baptized with the baptism I'm going to be baptized of? And ignorantly, they said, yeah, we can. He said, yeah, you're going to. You're going to be one with me. And Jesus, when he was baptized, verse 16, went straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened into him. And they saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And then lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I'm well pleased. Why do we do it? He did. It was, so many things are ruined by religion, isn't it? Uh, that stuff back in the nineties. What would Jesus do? I think it's kind of flippant. What would the Lord do? How how are we to love one another, care for one another, whatever? You know, we see His love for us, right? Well, what about baptism? Well, He was baptized. If it's good enough for Him, you reckon it's good enough for us? <laughs> he did it. What's the second thing? He commanded it. He commanded it. In Mark sixteen, it says, "He said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature." That don't mean birds and cats. That means bond or free, no matter what country they're from. And most of them is going to be beasts. You get that? Wild beasts, <laughs> young colts, wild asses, isn't it? And to come riding in, they cried, "Hosanna!" He said, "Go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature." He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. If you believe, you'll be baptized. If God gives faith, to believe is to have faith. And if he gives it, where did it come from? It's a gift. 
He gives faith. What's the object of faith? Well, it's how good my faith. No, uh, object of faith, a person. It's the one who gave it to you. <laughs> and what does that faith do? It believes him, and that means there's obedience with it. Faith and obedience go hand in hand. If the Lord God Almighty came right now to us and said, go out in that parking lot, I want you to stand, stand out there in one of them parking spaces. Well, I stood in parking spaces before. I don't need to. <laughs> You'd do it, wouldn't you? Why? You love him. He said so. He said, go into all the world, preach the gospel. He that believeth and baptized shall be saved. Baptized. Our Lord gave us the example to follow. He was baptized. That ought to be enough. He plainly and clearly commands his disciples and to go to those that believe and baptize them. That ought to be enough. But you know what? We have a lot of examples in the scriptures of the apostles baptizing believers. They baptized believers. That's who they baptized. We're going to turn a little bit, but let's look there at Acts 2. Acts chapter 2. Peter preached in Acts 2.41. Then they, Acts 2.41. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized. Do you gladly receive bad news? You might take the bad news first, but you'll flinch, won't you? I don't want to hear bad news. Do you? I don't want to hear bad news. They gladly received what? The good news. They gladly received the gospel. They believed. They received his word and were baptized. And the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. And I've never considered this till this morning. I thought, no, that was a miracle, wasn't it? God saved 3,000 people. There's another miracle there for Peter. He had to baptize 3,000 people. <laughs> Arm cramp up with 3,000 curls. Throw chapter 8. Acts chapter 8, verse 4. After <clears throat> Saul had held those coats, they stoned Stephen, and Stephen prayed for him. Lord, forgive him. And you know what he did? Saved Paul, didn't he? As our Lord hung on that cross, he said, Father, forgive him. Which one? All of them? No, whichever one he was praying for. I don't know. That's who Peter was preaching to. Men of Israel, hear me. And Lord pierced their hearts, didn't he? But anyway, uh, Philip had got scattered. He went down to Samaria in verse eight, or Acts 8, verse 4. Therefore, they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word. <laughs> Be ready in season, out of season. That means on the good days and bad days. And no matter what state I'm in or country I am, if the Lord be with me, that's what I'm going to preach. I ain't got nothing else to preach. Preach the word. Preach the gospel. Isn't it? Preach Christ. Verse 5, and when Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them... <laughs> No other, no other message, just him. Verse 12, Acts 8, 12. But when they believed, Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, when they believed, they were baptized, both men and women. You think that's idle words? You know, there's a, a denomination that believes in a variation of that family covenant stuff. I don't even know what they call it. I don't have time to Google it but it's like a husband covenant. If a, if a woman's married to a believing man, that means she's saved. What's God's word say? <laughs> they were baptized, both men and women. Men and women, isn't it? 
The truth was preached. Christ was preached. And when they believed, they were baptized. Look down at chapter 8, verse 35. Philip opened his mouth. Philip had comfy there in Samaria. So you think, boy, it saved a lot of people here and everything's going good. We ought to build the church and remodel some and get the, get the rolls built up some and start handing out pamphlets and tracts. And no, he was comfy. The Lord put thorns in his comfy little nest and sent him packing. Gave him marching orders. He said, you go down to the wilderness. I've used you here. Now you're going to go someplace unpleasant. Long way away. Verse 35, And Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture, went to the Ethiopian eunuch. And he preached unto that eunuch Jesus. He preached Christ to him. And as they went on their way, they came unto a certain water. And the eunuch said, See, here's water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? They waited until they found water. My preacher said, you know that you travel from Ethiopia to Jerusalem, you're going to keep a canteen with you. He didn't say, here, throw us in my head. <laughs> he said, there's water. We both get down in it. And Philip said, if thou believest with all thine heart, oh, well, I kind of, that's, I, that's probably a pretty good bet, thou mayest. He wouldn't let him any other way. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stand still. And they went down, both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. Turn over to Acts 10. Peter went down and preached to the, the people at Cornelius' houses and that whole family too. How did they believe? <laughs> Paul says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Call on his name. How shall they call on him and who they've not believed? How are you going to call somebody you don't even believe in? And how shall they believe on him who they not heard? You can't believe somebody you've never heard of. And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? The people were sent, weren't they? Acts 10, 47. It says, Can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? <laughs> Same as us. I've lived through this. Anybody got a reason they can't do it? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. How could he do that? The Lord commanded it. He said, be baptized. And it's, I don't ever want to influence someone into being baptized, and I don't ever want to restrict someone from being baptized. And, and I ain't the kind of fellow that's pride defense, is it? What am I going to do? Just tell you what the Lord said. Believe, be baptized. <laughs> Command it. Makes it easy on me, doesn't it? Chapter 16, Acts 16. Acts 16, 14. And a certain woman, verse 14, a certain woman named Lydia, a seller of purple of the city of Thyreta, which worshiped God, heard, she heard, whose heart the Lord opened, <laughs> that she attended unto the things which were spoken of by Paul. What's the first thing she did after heard? Lord opened her heart, gave her ears to hear. She heard what was spoken. Verse 15, and when she was baptized and her whole household, she besought us saying, if we have judged me to be faithful in the Lord, come into my house and abide here. And she constrained us. If I'm a true sister, I'm going to feed you some dinner. <laughs> you stay at my house. We'll make a bed for you. Verse 30, Paul preached that Philippian jailer. Acts 16, 30, and brought them out. And said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? That jailer said. And they said, Believe 
on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in thy house. And they spake unto him the word of the Lord. They preached the gospel to him. How's it? What do you want me to believe? <laughs> Preach the gospel to him and to all that were in his house. And he took them that same hour of the night and washed their stripes. Oh, didn't that break your heart? He was whipping them a couple hours before that earthquake came. He put, I'm so sorry. He was sitting there wiping. I love you. <laughs> I didn't know no better. I won't, I won't do it again. <laughs> he washed their stripes, didn't he? And was baptized. He and all his straightway. Lord saved the whole house of them. And when he had brought them into his house, he set meat before them and rejoiced, believing in God with all his house. There's all kinds of churches. They follow the instruction of the Lord's table, don't they? They have wine and bread, not grape juice. They have wine and bread. God commanded it. And they conduct their services in a way that's according to scriptures. And they compare scriptures with scriptures sometimes. And they govern the church as God says to. There's pastors and then there's elders that preach and there's deacons that take care of business. They structure these things. And they adhere to God's word and they govern their homes well. And then they ignore baptism. Why? They don't believe. They don't know him. How can they? They never heard about him, have they? Nowhere in the scriptures is an infant baptized. Nowhere is someone saved because of whose earthly child they are. And nowhere in this Bible is anyone sprinkled or has a kitchen ladle poured over top of their heads. It hadn't been so, and I don't care what's published out of what country right now in our day, it ain't so now. It ain't so. That's man's opinion, and it's wrong. It's wrong. A side note, too, that I always say people don't believe that. They say they do. If they don't, if they truly believe it, they get squirt guns and go to a family reunion and squirt everybody they love, don't they? They don't believe that. Who's baptized? Believers are baptized. Believers are baptized. They're immersed. I don't care if they're eight years old or they're 80 years old. Believers are the ones that do it. If they believe with all they heart, their heart, they will demand to be baptized. <laughs> they will. They'll obey their Lord, and you ain't going to get in their way doing it. I've, I've experienced that. I called my pastor. I told you before, I'll tell you again. I called my pastor, and I said, I need to be baptized. He said, why? I told him best I could. We talked for a little while, and he said, Kevin, I ain't going to do it. Oh, man, I could have crawled through that phone and died. I want to go hide. Oh, he said, I'm getting too old. I'm going to have Tom Harding do it. I said, well, I don't care who does it. <laughs> Whew. That pause there was like, felt like three years, wasn't it? I know some other believers called their pastor and said, it's time for me to be baptized. It wasn't a, a, well, what do you think about this? Can you make me give, can you give me a warm fuzzy about this? They come say, I need to be baptized. It's time. It's time. You all that I baptized, you come to me and you say, hey, this needs to happen. It does, don't it? You might I mean, be forceful or rude about it, but this needs to happen. Doesn't it? Philip told that Ethiopian, he said, if, if thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. You couldn't get one of those disciples or one of those apostles to baptize an unbeliever. You couldn't pay him. You couldn't bribe him to do it. Philip says, if, if I refuse to baptize you unless you tell me one thing, do you believe wholeheartedly that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? Do you believe him as a person, not a doctrine, not a, not a London Baptist confessional or whatever? Do you believe him? He said, I believe he's the son of God. He's Lord. He's Lord. He bowed 
He surrendered and adored him. That goes with it. The Lordship of Christ. He's always my God and my Lord. And I'm going to profess him. I'm going to profess him. If I, as Henry said, if I've lost you, pick back up with me now. Pay attention just for a little bit. What if you were baptized under a, a denomination? What if you were baptized because you had a feeling one day? What if you were baptized because it was something to do? Baptism is not a sacrament. A sacrament is something, the means by which you receive grace. That's not it. I think we've established that. <laughs> it don't do nothing. It's a profession of what's already happened. Isn't it? What if you were baptized even under a correct doctrine, but you didn't know him, and then the Lord saved you? I know all kinds of people, and it's the same around the world. They say, that church was wrong. They're not preaching the truth. They're not preaching the truth. They're not preaching the truth. And then finally, one day, God will do something for them, and they'll say, I'm the one that's wrong. I need saved. Not that church needs to be saved. I need a Savior. I need him. What happens if I went through that, and I was baptized years ago, and, and, and I didn't know him, and then the Lord saved me? Turn to Acts 19. Pay attention. Acts 19. Acts 19, verse 1. And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus. And finding certain disciples, churchgoers, he said unto them, Have ye received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said unto him, We've not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. What are you talking about? What's that? <laughs> they didn't know nothing. That eunuch didn't know nothing. We'll see it in a minute. That's a, good, that's a good place to be, not knowing nothing. And he said unto him, Unto what then were you baptized? You was baptized. What in the world did you get baptized to? And they said, Unto John's baptism. They didn't say John baptized him. They said, We just did what John was doing without knowledge. That's what everybody else was doing. We got baptized. That's, you, you, you go through a discipleship program. At the end of three years, this is what happens, or whatever. Whatever it was. They was baptized unto John's baptism. They'd had a religious ceremony, but they weren't believers. That's what we read in, in Romans 10. You can't, how can you call on him? You never heard. They didn't know him. They hadn't heard about that, had they? Verse 4. Then said Paul, <laughs> he said it audibly. If somebody says something, you hear it? He said it. John verily baptized with the baptism of, repent, baptism of repentance, saying unto the people, that they should believe on him which should come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. He preached Christ to them. Paul bumped into these people in religion, and he asked them plainly, do you have a Holy Spirit? And they said, what in the world did you talk about? And Paul said, what was you baptized to? And they said, John's baptism. And Paul says, you don't know what John was preaching. I hear it coming out of your mouth. Like, this is plain, right? You don't know what you're talking about. And so he preached Christ to them, because that's the answer to everything. Isn't it? Verse 5. And when they heard this, when they heard what baptism truly signifies, when they, they heard that those you repented from yourself and you believed on Christ and you beheld the Lamb, when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus, not in the name of some man. Here's what I'm saying. If you're as a child or as an adult, if you've gone through the ceremony of baptism years ago and you did not know the gospel, 
but you did it because of a denomination of feeling to get grace or because you aligned yourself with accurate theology, you are not obeying the Lord in baptism. You have not been baptized scripturally. That's so. This is believer's baptism. Well, I was baptized then. Then, then, Lord said, then I came to know the doctrines of grace. Now, you ain't confessed him yet. You must believe to be baptized according to the scriptures. The man does not matter. The message does. What's Paul saying? Could you go sit underneath whatever that unto John stuff was? Well, not now that I've heard Christ. I couldn't sit there. Well, then you need to profess him in believer's baptism. Judas preached the truth, didn't he? He fell away. Those that are saved under the preaching of the truth of Judas, they're saved. And to be baptized, folks, they profess Christ. They profess the truth. The man doesn't matter. I, I may baptize 100 people in San Diego County, and the Lord may take his hand off of me. I pray he doesn't. I pray daily he doesn't. But that wouldn't make one change of difference to you all, would it? <laughs> I may not be here. Philip baptized that eunuch, and then poof, Philip went away. And that eunuch just kept on going. He's happy. <laughs> I mean, he probably missed Philip some. Like, I liked him. That's who preached the gospel to me. But I got the gospel now. That man don't matter. We find that out a lot when man dies, doesn't it? And you see who sticks around for what. Who's there for a name. And that's a sad thing. And those men know it before they die. Paul did not tell these men, well, it doesn't really matter. You've already been through a ceremony and that'll be sufficient. He preached Christ to him, and he did not say, well, you didn't get baptized under the knowledge of Christ, of his life, of his death, his burial, his resurrection, and, and our unity with him, that, how necessary that is. Professing him, that's what you're professing. But it's okay, we'll just count that. No, he didn't, did he? That ought to be our answer. He preached the gospel, and when they heard it, they believed it, and they are baptized. I can just keep going on. Acts 18 at Christmas. He was a chief ruler of the synagogue. Well, he's a big preacher. <laughs> he was steeped in religion for a long time. Then God saved him. He believed on the Lord with all his house. And many of the court here and believed. And they all were baptized. There's a preacher down in Taylor, Arkansas years ago. He preached and preached and preached and preached. And there wasn't, no, wasn't no gospel in it. And then God saved him. And he got baptized. And you know that town? They run an ad in the paper. He had to move. He had to sell his house and move. They said, what's a preacher getting baptized? He said, God saved me. Don't matter if I was a preacher or a publican or a pornographer or whatever. I was a sinner is what I was, and God saved me. Well, that whole town got mad at him. That, that ruffles their feathers of their organized religion, and they're, they're who to do? They got words for it. Only question I have. <laughs> I don't have a series of questions. I don't have a program you got to go through. We ain't going to wait a long time. Every one of these believers was baptized the same day. But I got one question. Do you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ? You believe his word. Believe him. That means he says something and you say, that's right. You're a sinner. That's all you are. That's right. You can't save yourself. That's right. He did it all and it's plumb done and ain't nothing you can add to it. That's right too. You believe him. I'll answer this. Is baptism required for salvation? No, it's not. Can I give you a biblical? I don't want to set you up and knock you down. The Lord will do it. Can I give you a biblical example in the New Testament of someone that the Lord saved and was not baptized? I sure can. Thief on the cross. You know that one, don't you? Can I give you an Old Testament example of someone that believed on Christ that wasn't baptized? Yes. 
Every person in the Old Testament that believed on Christ. <laughs> People say, well, he wasn't saved by, by the blood. Yes, they were. They're saved the same way we are, the blood of Christ, isn't it? Lord hadn't given baptism yet. When were they baptized? When was David? When was Abraham? When the Lord said it becometh us. That's when he was baptized, wasn't it? What's the attitude of those that believe? Back to Acts chapter 8. I'll try to go through this swiftly. Bear with me. This is precious. Acts 8, 26. And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise, and go toward the south unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. You know what? Barren wilderness. Ain't nothing out there. He was so comfy there. He wasn't going to stay comfy, was he? He's on trail of God's sheep. Verse 27. He arose and went. And behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians. This is the secretary of the treasury. Who had charge of all her treasure, had come to Jerusalem for to worship. You know people that drive a long way to worship? You know that? Do you know how far this man went to worship? 2,480 miles one way. At the speed of walking. Because Philip was walking and caught up with him. You think he's committed? Well, person who values their own soul. He was a proselyte, wasn't he? He knew that the true God was with Israel. He just didn't know what that meant. So he's just blindly walking around in darkness, trying something, wasn't he? But he went to, to worship, and he left confused, and he left searching more, and there was no comfort there. He wasn't rejoicing. Verse 28, and he was returning and sitting in his chariot, and he read Isaiah the prophet. He's still reading out loud. And the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. Did he say send him an email? Did he say Zoom? That's our modern vernacular. Did he say Zoom? Uh, Facebook it or something? No. He said, You go join himself eye to eye. Look him in the eye. And with your mouth, you say something, and his ear's going to hear it if I see fit to make it happen. And Philip didn't know what was going on. He just did it. <laughs> well, I believe God, didn't he? He was returning and sitting in his chariot, reading Isaiah the prophet. And when the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to his chariot. And Philip ran. That obedient, profitable servant obeyed God, didn't he? He ran thither to him and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, Understandest thou what thou readest? Do you know, if there's anything you could have read and you'd have, man could figure it out his own, you'd have figured it out there. He didn't. Here's honesty. Here's a character of those that believe. And he said, how can I? Inability. There was a need, and now there's inability. And how can I, except some man should guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit down with him. You know, if you know what this is, come tell me. Come tell me. That's a humble spirit, isn't it? That's a person that's made willing to learn, not to teach. That's a person that's honest, and that's a person that doesn't know what he's reading. <laughs> he just said it plainly, didn't he? I know a man, <clears throat> he's got five men underneath him that preach. They can fill in for him. And somebody said, boy, that's got to be a friend of mine from the army. Said, that must be a terrible burden for him. He's got to supervise, you know, these five wild cards out there. And I said, no, no, no. If the Lord made them, labor's in the harvest, they're teachable. They'll come to him after and they'll seek instruction. I, I did that. I went to my pastor. I preached. I said, I can't ever do that again. Don't let me do that. 
Is there some way I can do this better? How do I? St- how do you study? Can you show me how to do that? Can you, how did? How's this happen? And I've gotten his hip pocket and wore him out. And those men are doing the same thing to my brother. That's my fellow laborer. That's easy on him. They're teachable. They seek input. They want to be taught because they know God's going to teach, and they know He sent that man to teach them. They seek wisdom and understanding from the one that God sent to them. They believed. They were baptized, and now they're eager to be taught. You see that? <laughs> Verse 32. The place of the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and like a lamb dumb before his shears, so he opened not his mouth. Something's got to die. And he bore our guilt. I'm the guilty one. He bore the guilt. And in his humiliation, his judgment was taken away. And who shall declare his generation? For his life is taken from earth. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee of whom speaketh the prophet this? Of himself or some other man? Well, there's true interest. Now now he's on the right track. Isn't he? He doesn't care what a London confessional says. He doesn't care what church history says. He doesn't care what somebody else says or John Gill or whatever. He wants to hear about a person. You get that? A person. Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached to him Jesus. Well, what did that faithful servant do? Preach Jesus to him. Preach Christ to him. Verse 36. And they went on their way and came to a certain water. And the eunuch said, See here, there's water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? What did Philip preach? Christ. How then did baptism come up? Well, it's a long ride. We established that, didn't we? 2,500 miles back home. How long was he going to stay there? As long as it took. <laughs> Keep preaching until they run me off, wouldn't it? Unity with Christ came up, didn't it? We died with him. He, 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 substitution. He bore my wrath. He stood in my stead. We died with him. I lived with him. I died with him. When his body was broken, that was my body being broken. When his blood was shed, that's what covered me. That's what the, the father accepted. And, and he was buried. Plum underground, I was buried with him. And when he arose, I rose with him. Whenever this life's over, I'm going to rise with him then. <laughs> Looking face to face. Isaiah preached about a person. Philip preached about a person. And that eunuch asked Philip. Philip did not chase him down the parking lot. He didn't beg him. He didn't persuade him. He didn't reassure him. It's okay. No, you're fine. You're fine. No, he declared what God said. He commanded it like Peter. Is he believed? Be baptized. Observe the Lord's table. I thought that too. People always say, how many people you baptized? Well, you don't ask me how many people I gave the Lord's table to. I, <laughs> man's silly, ain't they? We're just a mess. The eunuch did the asking. Peter just commanded, and he come to him. Every child of God, they have a need to be baptized. Why? Our Lord did it. He commanded it. And the attitude is a question of humility, isn't it? Would you let me in the church? You think people down there, they'd let me worship with them? That's what sinners do, isn't it? You going to let me come to church with you? You think the Lord has me? You know what I am? No, I heard a man say one time, he said, you know, I better, there's another place, I better this church to the tune of X number of dollars a year, and you know what, I could bring a lot of stuff to the, <laughs> what did that Philip say? You'd have me? That's good. That's too good to be true, isn't it? Oh, it's true. 
That man, he receives sinners and he eats with them. It ain't just they're loud in the house and you stay out on that corner. I'll sit down and eat with you, break bread with you. That's what all them other ones, Lydia and all them, sit down and eat with us, didn't they? We got donuts in the back. Our kids made uh, brownies and cookies for everybody today and got coffee. Sit down and eat together, won't we? Attitude of humility. Verse 37, Philip said, Thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stand still. Which one? I don't know. Probably both of them. <laughs> I'd say the eunuch, huh? You stop this thing. And they went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he was baptized. And when they were come up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught away Philip. Poof. Oh, what a blessing that was. That way they wouldn't man worship. The way they wouldn't man worship. That's a blessing to that unit. Blessing to Philip, too. Lord called Philip away, had, had work, had the sheep he had to get on the trail of. And that eunuch saw him no more. Oh, and he cried. No, uh, he went on his way rejoicing. That wasn't how he left Jerusalem, was it? He's contemplating and confused. And, well, that's good news now. That's good news. I died when he died. That life that's required, holy living. He lived every bit of it holy for me. He paid it all. All to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain, but he's, he's washed it white as snow. <laughs> Not the waters. He did. And he said, I publicly professed him. Just like a wedding. Just like getting a degree at a college or something. I, I proclaim that. Well, people laugh at you. I don't care. He missed Philip. But it wasn't the man. It was the message that made him go on his way rejoicing, wasn't it? Now, people say, well, no, I've, I've done this, I've done that. We'll excuse anything. No, no. Well, I don't have to do this. Or, well, those people, the Old Testament people, they weren't baptized. Well, that now that thief on the cross, no, they weren't baptized, so I'm fine. Love does not see what's the least it can get away with. True love doesn't look for what's the least it can get away with. It's willing to do all it can. It doesn't distinguish, well, what's essential and what not, what's not. It just does. <laughs> it just does. Our Lord said in John 14, If any man love me, he will keep my words. He'll keep my words. And my Father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. How can I keep his word? He's got to do that too. <laughs> I hope that's a blessing to you. We're going to have a few songs. and uh, At least you can go get changed. And then uh, we're just going to obey what the Lord told us to do. Isn't it? That's a privilege. He sends us. He's with us. And I'm thankful. Let's pray together first. Father, thank you for this hour. Thank you for your word. Thank you for allowing us to witness, be eyewitness of your hand working, of your will being accomplished. Lord, who's sufficient for these things? Christ is. We, we're thankful. We're thankful for the heart that you give your people. Thank you for adding to the church as you see fit. In your time, in your power. Allow us to be a comfort to those, Lord. Allow us to be loving and long-suffering and gentle and meek and kind to our brethren and those that aren't yet our brethren. Allow us to have a kind countenance, Lord. And be merciful as you've been merciful to us. Allow us to love as Christ has loved us. 
Make us do these things. Keep us as you promised you would. Thank you for this day. Forgive us for what we are. It's in Christ's name that we ask. Amen.